Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, near or far, high or low, you're listening to the Coach D podcast. And again, a special She Got Game series. And I've been fortunate enough to have some great players a part of this series. And now I have the very first coach as a part of the She Got Game series. So before we even get into it, I just want to introduce Coach Jocelyn to the studio. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, how's it going? Thank you for having me. No, of course, of course. Now, um, I just want to give a little um, intro in terms of how I came across you on Instagram. And obviously, there's so many coaches out there on Instagram, but I think you kind of had me hooked just in terms of some of the drills that you have, as well as for me, I am a sucker for motivational quotes, you know, because especially in my earlier years that was all I would preach just in terms of like getting the players switched on ready to perform and another thing which I have to admire is I like some of the topics and questions that you have just in terms of that coach to player relationship and just kind of like you answer the questions that every player has which which I think is absolutely awesome Oh, wow. But if I had to start before training and before the whole 7-7 program that you have, and you are a um, coach at Northern New Mexico College, what were some of those first images of you stepping on the court and being introduced to basketball? But yeah, when I first started playing basketball, I was real young and I grew up with a lot of brothers. Okay. So <laughs> that's kind of where it started. I actually have a twin brother who started playing before me and you just watch him go out there and play. And that's something that I kind of took an interest in because it looked fun. Okay. So now, then I just started playing. I'm quite curious, having older brothers was it quite a uh, rough up bringing in the sport where you, you kind of had to um, earn your stripes so to speak or they kind of ushered you in, in in quite a gentle way um with them it wasn't rough we I used to play with a lot of guys because of them okay but playing with them wasn't rough it was probably more so uh, my dad he used to beat up on us okay we real little Right. <laughs> just it's just the whole uh, I'm bigger than you. Right. So right. <laughs> let me take advantage. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, and at first, I mean, being a young Justin, was you? Um, did you em- embrace being beaten up, or did you kind of find it hard starting off that way? Um. No, I think I embraced it. I embraced it right off the bat because it's just something you kind of grow up in. Right. Like you get right. used to being being rough and hanging out with the guys. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. And did you um coming up playing with your older brothers? Was there any clubs that you started to play for, like any girls teams, or there wasn't that type of opportunity where you was coming from? So I grew up in California okay. and it wasn't necessarily, there was club teams, 
but it wasn't as popular as it is now. Okay. So I wow. I participated I participated in maybe two while I was growing up, but it wasn't I wasn't that into it. And I went to camps and things at the colleges around here and stuff at Fresno State mm-hmm. and all of that, but it it was starting to get a lot more exposure, but it wasn't as big as like what an AAU program would be now. Oh, and was that, ooh, interesting. So then was that, would you say when you started, there was, I don't know, like a small amount of teams and then obviously you being a coach now where you're, you know, um, coaching at different places and being a part of camps, would you say like now it's a case of, I don't know, it, it's being exposed more or there's a lot more camps or teams within that area? Oh yeah, there's a lot more teams. There's a lot okay. more camps. There's a lot more skills trainers everywhere. Right, it, everything, right. Everything's getting a lot more exposure as mm-hmm. time goes on. Right. Right, and do you see that as, because for me, it's a bit of a, I would say it's a bit of a battle at times, just in terms of, obviously, because there's so many coaches, you will have, you know, one coach telling a player to, you know, backspin is important, focus on the center of the rim. Another coach will say, Mm -hmm. you know, backspin is important, just just focus on the back of the rim. So, like, you kind of, growing up, like, what was your, um... I don't know, what was your uh, your development like as a player, just in, in terms of the teammates that you had growing up and some of the coaches who helped you develop your game? So, really, I didn't have as much development when I was growing up. Okay. It was more so just just go out there and experience some things okay. and you kind of right. you kind of you kind of pick it up as you go right and right. Um, that's kind of how I started training in the first place because I didn't really have that much um, side coaching I guess okay. skill development and all that stuff wow wow so you're you're the true um, definition of kind of just developing your own game and so I, I assume you must have been ob- observing your teammates and just kind of figuring out where you fit in yeah for the most part especially as I got older and I got into college that was kind of the process of just kind of figuring everything out because I started in college I started later after high school I actually stopped playing basketball for okay. about two years Wow, was that due to injuries or, or just 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 life taking this course? Yeah, just just life. Because yeah, everything understood. everything was basketball. You kind of get burned out, and right. I actually say that to a lot of kids. Like, usually kids start quitting, especially girls. They start they stop playing around uh, maybe 15, 16. Like a lot of them stopped playing around that age because you know teenagers and right. boys and right. their friends uh, maybe talk stopped about playing. It, coach. Talk yeah. about it. I'm yeah. telling you. I'm telling you, man. Oh man, I, I would never forget seeing that exact transition, and it, and it was at that age, like 15, 16. I um had this girl. She was in year seven, and coach, when I tell you, like she was an absolute gem 
to coach, mm -hmm. like came up on time, fundamentals. But one session, this was like years later, again, 15, 16, I, I throw the ball up, she goes for a jump ball. Coach, no, I can't play no more. I'm like, what's happened, what's happened? My nail broke. I was like, oh my oh. gosh. It's that time now. I'm just like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> I've, I've, I've lost you to life. So, oh man, mm -hmm. but yeah, just, it's, and, and it's trying to find that, um, what's, I'm just, it's trying to find that balance of, yes, they're going to go through life, but, but still trying to keep them engaged in yeah. basketball. So It is so hard. <laughs> see, and I, I thought it would be quite different, um, especially over in the state, just in terms of, exposure and and opportunities but over there it sounds like it's more or less the same thing no it's kind of the same thing the only i maybe the difference might be is there are more girls playing so it's kind of like a 50 50 you have the the elite girls who are really about it and really are dedicated to it and then you have the other side where it's just like they don't really know Okay. Or they're just, or they're, or they're just figuring it out. Right, right. Wow. So, what was it you would say about in terms of like what was the girls' basketball scene like when you was coming up? In in terms of when you started playing in high school and college, did you see older peers and older teammates playing basketball, or you kind of really didn't see that until later on? Um, when I was in high school, so when I was in, I went to high school out here in California and I, but majority of it was in Houston, Texas. Okay. And more so in the South, it's like, it's more competitive. You got, the girls are bigger and oh, wow. more, I don't know, I don't know, they're more athletic. So right, I don't right. know what they're feeding them out there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's some good, good food, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so oh. it's just, um, it's a different experience out there. But um, I got to see more girls who were, you know, bigger and more athletic and they, how they they played differently. So the school that I went to, Spring High School, I graduated from there. And during that time coming in as a freshman, um, the varsity team was like full of elite players. Wow. Like they won their state championship and all that stuff. And I got to see that and I was like, oh man, I want to be like that. Right. But right. with like a lot of kids. So like I said, you don't have, if you don't have the uh, skill development and somebody to help you get to that point, then you being like that is not necessarily a thing. So it's it's a lot it's a longer time coming to get there, and that's what I try to explain to a lot of kids. Right. Like if you're not working on the right stuff and you're not focused on the right stuff, you're not going to get there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wow. So um, if I may ask, Coach, how did you match up to some of those elite players, and how did you? adjust in that league where you know the girls are a lot more athletic i'm, a, I'm assuming it's, it's a lot more physical you know how did you take that um how did you take to that type of environment so <laughs> so i've always been slow okay. and i'm not very tall 
Okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. very slow, but I was extremely slow in high school, like super slow. Um, was it was and... it you being slow, or you would just take your time? Like I could get past this player, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna just back her down in the post and hit her with a little Kobe no. fade. Oh, oh wow, okay. Okay, no, so it definitely was... it definitely wasn't that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just just slow, and I learned how to. I actually learned how to speed up uh, during my time in college. Okay. Like just doing some drills and stuff like that. But in high school, I was very slow. Even my first year of college, I was dangerously slow. Which I don't <laughs> even understand. <laughs> but that's the thing. The only thing that I had was from playing with the guys was I was smarter. So. Right. Because a lot of things you have to learn how to play different when you're playing with guys. Right. Like you think different or else they're just going to run over you. Right. Um, I was smarter and I was rougher. So I was kind of like the hustle player. Okay. Even throughout high school and college. Nice. Nice. And would you say that's uh, that aspect of, you know, playing smart, hustling, doing the dirty work is uh, a bit of your coaching philosophy and what yep. you teach okay awesome. absolutely awesome awesome I, I and because I, the skill the skill wasn't the skill wasn't nurtured at that point so that's that's all you have if you want to get on the court you gotta have something to stay on there right <laughs> right exactly exactly and one thing that i find so interesting i don't know if it's um you know what i'm gonna say ego at least from what I've seen, you know, if you watch, uh, at, you know, in like high school, the you watch a boys high school game versus a girls high school game is completely different mm -hmm. in terms of, you know how it is, coach. You see boys mm -hmm. playing in a scrimmage, they they could be 0.000001% from the three point line, coach. But if they're open, they're gonna jack that shot and say no. But I'm a oh, good yeah. shooter. Like it's just ego. I've yeah. got the ball. I'm gonna shoot. One on one, whereas the girls. No, I, I no, work sorry, with some of those guys. Okay, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And then you have the girls where it's literally I don't have the best shot, or it's it's more of a team sport where I think at times, but I think some of the girls that I worked with, they're kind of af afraid um, at times taking that layup or going for the shot. But it's a lot more. They kind of fall into the team aspect a lot more quicker than some of the boys. And I know some of these listeners are going to be like, coach, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a lie. I remember you coached yeah. in year seven. I wasn't like that. But listen, I was there and I saw it. But that's a whole nother story. But yeah, man, mm -hmm. the, the difference just from the beginning to where it is now is just so amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Now, what made you want to transition from being a player to you actually coaching? Um, it was basically just the whole skill development part and just, well, really it was more so for the kids. Okay. Because I, like, I started training kids as I, I was still in college when I started. Right. So, um, and I think I've only, in my opinion, I've only had one good coach <laughs> throughout my whole life. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I say I have one, Shout out to and that, that was coach. my that was my yeah that was uh, my high school coach at Spring, Coach Stroman, and um, she was just and she what's crazy is I think 
she was one of those coaches who didn't yell at all. Huh. If she did, she had to be mad. Okay. And um, and she was like extremely patient, and she what she didn't raise her voice too much, and she would sit there and she would explain things to you. But she also wasn't like a pushover neither. So okay. like you, you just respected nice her. You respected right. what she was talking. You respected what she was talking about. And when I explain that to other coaches and to other people, they're just like, "What? Like it's foreign to them." Because right. you're used to having a coach that's just gonna yell at you, maybe even curse you out. Right. Like, right. <laughs> right. That's true. It's true. But that's that's kind of like how I am. So I was like, um, I would I wouldn't mind taking taking on that philosophy and just kind of doing it my own way and um really really i'm more like a player's coach okay so i coach it's for the players i don't necessarily i'm not really too big on going through a bunch of different plays and all this stuff like i want the players to know what they're doing so they can so they can go out there and perform at their best right right well see and i'm gonna be 100 percent truthful with you when i heard that she didn't yell i was like wait what but then when i heard like i I like the fact that like she already gives you that impression that if she raises her voice that means we as a team effed up big time exactly we're about to run or something right 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 and Mm -hmm. Did, did you and the team kind of know at the time that you was under a coach with a different teaching style? Um, I think, a, yeah, a lot of them, because she was a lot of the girls' favorite coach. Wow. Even though she, and she didn't really, like, she didn't com- have many conversations with us, like, um, on the side, but she was, like, really nice and, like, relatable I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> but she wasn't extremely extremely talkative either okay <laughs> which okay. is crazy I don't know I really don't know how that dynamic worked but it worked <laughs> right right like everybody respected her and nobody was gonna like try to get over on her cause she laid down the law it wasn't like she was gonna just let you do whatever right right wow see is that that sounds like she just she just got the formula just right it's like not too hold not too cold not too hot just 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 like bang in the middle which is an art in itself because mm-hmm. is that there's always that battle of you know do i be the mean coach or the nice coach or you know yep. try and be right in between and it can be quite you kind of you know who she kind of remind me of mm-hmm. is uh Co- coach pop Yes, I was Probably. thinking of that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Pop, man. He's just so yeah. yeah. He's one of a kind, man. Cause I like the fact mm-hmm. that he's brutally honest, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Just in terms of like, one thing I love was um, you know, just showing his um honesty. I think this was the last game before the um coronavirus hit, and they was outside of his locker room and. The commentators was asking, you know, so how'd you guys play? And he said, yeah, well, we won, but, you know, who cares? You know, it's about the families who are being affected by this. Like, for a coach at that level, just to be so blunt, truthful, like, oh, he's just one of the greats, man. Definitely one of the greats, yep. for sure. 
man so how do you then or before i even ask that question is there any some of the players that you work with is there any kind of common traits that you see that they lack when they come to see you and like is there also anything that they already have a good handle of just in terms of skill set it's definitely top two iq and footwork Mm. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what position you play iq and footwork i put iq at number one i like this conversation already yes coach (laughs) yes coach wow so like basketball really isn't that hard but Mm -hmm. we make it so complicated right and everybody learns in a different at a different capacity so how it's explained to them or how they learn some what's crazy is a lot of good players who are just naturally good just were never were never taught Mm. or they weren't they maybe they skipped they did more skill work and less iq work i don't know but right right i i as i like as i meet more and more players i realize that they were just never taught Right. Like I can explain something to them, and they're just like it's completely foreign to them. Wow, IQ and footwork. That's so. Let me. I, I'm gonna just take the time with this because those two that you said is so important. And you know, I was having this conversation with a player in terms of I think the climate that we're at now. Like, if you ask a average player, you know. Would you want to watch a game where someone goes off for 40 points or would you rather watch a game where someone just making the right reads on offense, defense, making mm-hmm. the right pass and not forcing in turnovers? 88% or 90% will probably go for now. I'm, I'm trying to see that player go off. He's going to hit it with a crossover, step back three, crowd going crazy. I'm, tra- I'm trying to watch that game coach versus the player who's making the right reads and stuff like that. So for yourself mm-hmm. as a as a coach and what you teach to the players what does having that basketball iq mean to you it means everything especially Mm -hmm. so this was my first year of um coaching right um at the college and um i again i just realized how many of the kids don't have the iq that you would expect them to have as college athletes but this is a but then I also realized just from talking to other coaches and things like that it's not just at this particular college it's at many colleges (laughs) right 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 um and the IQ part of it just makes the game run smoother Mm-hmm. Because even if you have a kid with the most skill and they can do all they can go out for 40. Right. But the team still loses as a whole. Right. And I see right. that a lot of times like a lot of there's players on teams that can go off for so many points but you have 12 turnovers right. by yourself. Right. And Somebody it's because of the it's, it's it's because <laughs> of the dumb mistakes. And the right. lack of IQ. Right, right. That's the thing that that's the thing that people skip over. Mm-hmm. You can have, you can go off, you can average twenty, but you're also averaging eleven turnovers. Mm-hmm. You're not converting that those turnovers into points. So right. you're right. really you. 
you helped us get a big score, but you also helped us lose. Right. <laughs> right. <Pretty simple. laughs> it's true. It's so true. It's so true. And is it a case of, um, you know, I think the beauty about what we do is where we're constantly having to find new ways of portraying the same message because like one player you might be able to be blunt with another player you may need to add a little bit of salt you know do a little salt bay just to kind of ease the wound a bit and then say i need to, to do this better so as a coach how do you or what examples do you give in terms of you know teaching you know why basketball iq is important but but also what basketball iq looks like mm -hmm. so i usually take them it has to be a practice thing right so they ha they have to practice it and see it because a lot of it is being able to see it in real time versus me just telling you so okay. we can we can sit there and yell at them all practice for not doing something but they have no idea what you're even talking about right majority of the time right so right. you see it you see it through your lens of course even as a parent, you know, the parent yelling at him from the sidelines or right. as a coach, you're yelling at him from the sidelines. You see it in real time, but they don't see it in real time. And majority, mm -hmm. that's about, I would say that's about 70% of the problem. You know, even in, so you can take them through film, you can take them through practice, and you can even ex sit there and explain it to them. Mm -hmm. But I think the practice part is one of the most important things like it has to be ripped out it's, it's oh man it's just this is this is just gospel to my ears because sometimes you know as a as a coach you might be saying you know it could be a simple thing of okay i'm gonna need you to be ready to shoot before the ball is in your hands okay coach mm -hmm. but yet when another player says it they just seem to do it you know it's it's, it's quite mm -hmm. interesting how a coach will say the same thing but then if it's channeled through a different person, they just receive it that much more better. So yeah, that whole and I think I just want to add to that. Mm -hmm. So I'll add that a lot of coaches try to uh, try to treat every player as if they are one player instead of as individuals. So I think that's one of the biggest problems. Is like you can't. I mean, and this is something probably majority of coaches know but right. they still don't they still don't act on it they don't it doesn't I don't think it like calculates in their mind that this is an individual player she's not going to understand something that you told to this one and she just did it right away that's not how that player works mm -hmm. so <laughs> either you're going to have to be more patient I think the patience part of it is what kind of <laughs> is something that uh, a lot of coaches kind of need to work on, right? And I've I've heard I've heard that a lot from like a lot of older coaches that the patience part is the part that kind of is the hardest part as they're starting out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's it's quite funny because I was um at a under 14s national league game and um I was there to support my uh, mentor coach Hugh and um his team was winning the majority of the game but you got to see two different coaching styles and it was a little bit of what you 
mention coach in terms of like the coach on the other side was literally like yelling at them and saying like this is why you guys don't and this is why we lose games because we don't show up to practice when I'm asking who's available to play you guys are telling me yeah, last yeah. second no one's shooting I'm literally coach I'm at the sideline like I'm uncomfortable like this isn't mm -hmm. like like this isn't productive coaching and I really felt it for the girls because you could tell that they would try and even though they lost there'll be moments where they'll do the right thing or set a good screen drive to the basket get a foul and one look at their coach and their coach just just literally having his coffee not even in gauge so yeah it's, it's um it's you know patience is uh something that definitely has to be learned but you kind of have to be open-minded enough to accept that you need to change that about your coaching style for sure for sure and the second one which i've started to implement i would say in the past two to three years of me coaching just in terms of footwork which is like like you said it's 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 one of the top two because not just in in terms of you know travel but pivot foot you know catching the ball on a yeah. one two versus the hop euro steps spinning away spinning towards like those things is so key and especially when you see kids get it done right and you yep. see the progression all the way up and they they actually realize just how important footwork was as they play at the higher levels you just see them shine so for yourself like why is footwork so important for you and it holds that number two spot so like i said before um I was real slow in high school. Right. So when I started working on it and I started, because majority of the things that I know, I, I taught myself. Okay. And um, a lot of it is just from playing. And I still play with guys all the time. Right. Like I play with guys in the pros. We just go out there and hoop and, you know, and I learn a lot from them too. But um, footwork is something that I worked on myself just hours, like, all day in the mm -hmm. gym yes. for years just because if you're as slow as i was and to be able to see how it how it helped and um i got to give it to other people like when i started helping out kids and a lot of the kids when i refer to footwork it's more so balance right. and body control right because the body control like even for your most uh, fastest player <laughs> that body control they don't know how to control their body they don't yep. know how to slow down slow down they don't. this is it coach <laughs> come on now oh my god! <laughs> they don't I'm know sorry. how to slow down or right. the slow ones don't know how to speed up so right. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> that's what it is and really it's the same you use the same drills for both things right but you just you just apply it in different ways so mm -hmm. um and like one of the girls on my Instagram, she's like, she's basically like my model kid for everything. Awesome. I have a bunch of videos of her. Her name awesome. is Mariah. Shout out Mariah. And um, she, she, she was like, when I first got, I coached her in middle school. Okay. And she's been with me ever since. She's about to be a junior next year. Nice. And she was so uncoordinated and slow and she had a growth spurt and like, um, I just took her through the same drills that I took, took myself through right. and to watch her 
get better is probably the best feeling because she was more uncoordinated than I was. Okay. So it's kind of like it's kind of like being able to watch myself. Right. Awesome. <laughs> you know nice. Right. right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And what were some of the things just in terms of like footwork? Would it be a case of layups or where you specifically emphasize the footwork? Would it be the agility ladder, spin moves, or just making sure if she's going for a shot, she's like balanced? Like, what were some of the things yeah. that you would take her through? So a lot of stuff, even um, I take the post players that I work out work out with through the same thing. Nice. It's going to be a lot of balance stuff, a lot of, um, we do some pivot stuff, um, a lot of drop steps where you have to, so I make them do like hops. So whenever they get ready to take off, they have to go through a hop step where you go into kind of like a lunge position. Right. Right. So where your feet are together and then you'll go into a quick hop. It's a short hop, not a long hop. And then right. you'll go into like a lunge and you'll push off of that back foot as fast. As soon as your feet hit the ground, you're going. Okay. So I just call it a drop. You're going to go into your drop step and right. you're just going to go as quickly as you can. So that helps you speed up. Mm -hmm. But then also, so if you're a player who is um, faster, and have a hard time controlling your body and just stopping, well then that's gonna help you speed up, but then I'm gonna make you stop as as fast as you can, like mm -hmm. right on the dime. Right. So a lot of that stuff and a lot of just like going through different angles, attacking at different angles and things like that. That is, man, that is, I love it, serious. I, I love it because I, I can just tell and I've seen it through your page just in terms of the development of the players and they're, they're really getting that important foundation because it yeah, is that, it's that balance of, you know, it could be the kid who has a growth spurt and is let's say 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, where they're playing in a league where they don't really have to use their athleticism or fundamentals as much as they, they literally catch the ball shoot no one can block their shot whereas when they play mm -hmm. at the higher level because they wasn't really taught you know the basketball iq the footwork counter moves reading the game this is where their growth is stunted yep. in some ways that, that's why you really got to build the foundations from as early as you can get them so mm -hmm. it's absolutely awesome absolutely awesome now i'm curious as a coach at times it can be a uh, lonely journey in terms of I think the players look up to us but sometimes the coaches don't have anyone else to look up to I mean I'm fortunate enough to have mentors who we can discuss the game and you know um, myself and my uh, mentor you know I like to call it basketball chess you know just, just in terms of making adjustments and changes and things like that so for yourself as a coach like how do you m measure yourself in terms of getting better as far as learning and things like that yes so um i don't what's crazy is i don't really even have a mentor i probably would learn a lot more <laughs> a lot faster <laughs> if i did right um but as far as coaching um 
the head coach at Northern New Mexico. I learned a lot from him. He's nice. he's a he's a basketball nerd. Oh wow! So, uh, <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to like different offenses and things like that. He is a basketball nerd. He's on every podcast. He's in every. Wow. He's trying to get into every group chat, and I love <laughs> Uh, Katano, and he he tries to learn as much as he can. So uh, I kind of, um, even if I don't want to know something, he's gonna tell me. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like without a doubt. <laughs> right. And then a lot of stuff, I kind of just take it upon myself to learn as much as I can. If I have a question, a lot of times if a kid asks me a question that I don't know, I'm gonna take it upon myself to go and look for it because right. a lot of like I tell them all the time I don't really speak on anything that I don't know about right so majority of the time if I'm talking is because I know exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um and if I don't know I'm going to go figure it out and I'll get back to you right. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> so coach um what's the best way on reading the screen I don't know that but I'm gonna get back to you so tomorrow same time same place okay I got you I yep like I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So then how would you, um, wow. So what would you say? Because obviously you've learned the sport through yourself, through trial and error and through what you've gone through as a player in terms of being under certain coaches, you know, what experiences have led you to develop and create your coaching philosophy just just in terms of how you see the game and what you teach to the players how did that come about yeah it's just a thing of lack of experience i guess okay and i think i think um even with just playing or even just knowing as probably as much as i know now it's really so like again going back to just like um the kid that i coach mariah right. and i even give it to i try to give it to like i have conversations with, with the players that i coach at the college and all of that stuff but i probably i'm like the mentor to her so right. i've taken it upon myself to kind of um give her everything that i didn't have within right. the uh, last last two years two three years going on three so and she's probably she's way smarter than i was when i was a kid like she's extremely smart and then i try to give that to every to all the kids that i work with but it just doesn't it doesn't necessarily connect the way that you want for a lot for a lot of kids it takes a lot longer but Mm -hmm. you get them too late it's already too late right so, right. like you said before, it has to be a. You have to try. You have to got. You have to catch him early. Yes, indeed, indeed. So true. Yeah, you just need to be able to take that time, and you need to be able to connect with them early, because some will get it right away, and some won't. Right. And you can't right. really dictate how long it's going to take them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, what so you say? that's just. See? See, that's quite um, a tough thing because I think, I don't know, just putting myself in a player's shoes where I'm kind of reading what the coach 
rewards straight away versus some of the things that he's not happy with. I guess it would put a lot of pressure on me as a player where if I don't really come from a background where I've, you know, played yeah. organised basketball and now stepping into yeah. something that's organised where and I might be eager to learn, but because I don't get it that quick, I might not get that yeah. much attention from the coach. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a real tough one for the players coming that's up. The, that's, that's the patience game too. Right. Right, big time, big time. Now, out of, I mean, there's so many proud moments you've probably had and you've mentioned being proud of Mariah. Is there any other standout highlights that, that really um, sit quite high up in your list in terms of your achievements as a coach so far? Um, just basically, I mean, my highlights are the ones where I get to watch the kids grow. Mm. That's overall anything, that's probably my biggest highlights because I've worked with other kids outside of, um, I've worked with grown men okay. <laughs> outside of like old men. I worked with 50 <laughs> year olds just trying to get their, get their shot right. I worked, with, I worked with all ages like, and um, and getting, sending kids off to college and, you know, knowing that they're going to get better, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because usually when I first get, for a majority of the people that I've worked with and trained as far as skill development, right. it's, they're coming from a place of uncertainty. Or mm. They're coming from a place of, well, I might not be good enough for this or... I'm good, but I'm not where I want to be. So watching them get there is the best feeling in the world because they work for that. Right. I didn't work for it. I mean, I showed up and I told you what to do, but (laughs) like at the end of the day, I tell them all the time, you guys did that. Right. Right. Oh, man. And how or what are some of the things you do, whether it's on the court or some of the advice that you give some of your players, just in terms of that transition from high school basketball to college and for them just to be aware of? Um, a big part of it is just being patient. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I preach to everybody is you gotta be patient because right. everything's not gonna happen everything's not going to happen when you want it to happen. It's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. So whether you just learned a new skill or you've just, you've, you've just gotten better um, with something else, it's going to be, again, people, it connects at different times. So if you just got a new jump shot, that jump shot might not hit right away. (laughs) Just because, just because you've been hitting it all summer and then you go out to college, it's a different feel. So you might have to adjust, (laughs) you know, it's just a patience thing. And a lot of everything I pretty much preach that's basketball related is life related. So Mm Mm-hmm. It's never just a one-way street with that, and I think right. it might. I think I might get on a lot of people's nerves with that, but I don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, would you say has there been any um, any principles you adopted early on in your 
coaching career that has changed as you've coached more and you've understood the game more just in terms of like it could be I don't know like as a coach I would always hear the myth of um yeah like you have to be okay this is about to be controversial so um Mm -hmm. just in terms of you know um tucking your elbow in like getting your elbow all the way underneath and those kind of old school teaching points where you your feet have to be completely square to the basket and kind of even though the game has changed where you may not necessarily change the whole principle but just add little small tweaks like is there anything that you've kind of thought different about now yeah so what's crazy is yesterday i was um i was shooting at the park and a guy had pulled up and he's like i guess he was like an old basketball coach and he thought i was a kid (laughs) because i look i i look younger than i am i'm about to be (laughs) I'm about to be 28, but he thought I was like fresh out of high school or something. Oh wow! And, compliment, um, <laughs> I like it. Compliment. We appreciate and, those. Uh, <laughs> for real. And um, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, you're dri- you're dribbling too high. You need to keep it down here." <laughs> okay. And I was like, "Oh, okay. I appreciate that." And he was just like, "Yeah, just from a, a advice from an old coach." And I was like, <laughs> "Thank you." <laughs> right. And. <laughs> Basically, stuff like that, um, there's a lot of things, like, especially as far as ball handling, mm-hmm. that is, there are rules that just don't apply, and they probably right. should have never applied. Like, right. you can dribble the ball as high as you want, right. as long as you're in control of the ball, and, like, a, like, something that, a skill that I would tell people is, as long as the ball is exposed, you have to be ready for when somebody's going to go after the ball right so say i was to dribble right in front of my body and say i dribble the ball as high as i want and but what's going to come with that is the defense is going to go after that ball now can you take that ball away before they go after that ball Mm -hmm. if you can then does the rule really apply this is true this is true. <laughs> it doesn't apply. This is true, indeed. You're not gonna take you're not gonna take the ball away from me, so why does it matter how high I dribble it? Right. Right. So oh, stuff man. like that. See, it's I think one thing I've learned about myself is as a coach, it's one thing recognizing okay, the philosophy that I had two years ago has evolved into something else now. And it's me one realizing that but then to actually excuse me to actually um accept it and actually apply that new principle in my teaching which definitely took some time because you know i I tend to be quite um proud of myself as a coach and what i'm teaching is right but it's 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 just about changing with the times because you know i think for me and i'm not sure um, about yourself the the, well, I would say one of the biggest debates is, um, you know, just understanding, like, you know, you, you'll see James Harden drive to the basket. Oh, travel, travel. But if you slow it down, 
and even when they put some of the uh, the um, NBA's best referees looking at that clip where saying no that move is legal but not every mm-hmm. player or even coaches are aware of the zero step then the gather step the one two yeah. which foot left and which foot can land like that stuff yeah. is 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 so meticulous but so important for players and coaches to be aware of I mean to be truthful coach I'm still wrapping my head around it but yeah that's 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 yeah. an ongoing thing for myself and the thing with that is what's crazy about those guys is they're smart too yes. their IQ is different right. so IQ could be for just all around playing with your teammates and things like that and knowing what to do and seeing the floor and all that stuff and then you have IQ as far as skill if you mm-hmm. know what you're doing offensively and what the defense is how the defense is going to react to it right away you can cheat the game mm-hmm. you, yeah. so Indeed. that's basically all it is so this is where now we're going to just dip our toe in this debate then we're going to come back out and focus completely on you as a coach so like in terms of James Harden you know a lot of people will say he isn't that great player because he's just good at drawing fouls but would you argue or you can give a completely different um, analysis of his game in terms of he's actually quite smart in terms of how he draws fouls and how he plays the game oh yeah he's super smart he's really smart Mm -hmm. he he um, he's found the cheat code Mm -hmm. and the way he uses his body so I say like with a lot of um, players, it's very important to know the type of player you are. So if you're a slow player, yes. but you have a bigger frame, then you need to know how to work with that. Right. If you're a fast player, but have a smaller frame, then you need to know how to work with that. Right. So right. he's a bigger guy and really a kid asked me like, how does uh, James Harden and Luca look like they're moving so slow? but they still can score on anybody. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, so the first part is you need a jump shot. I don't care what type of player you are, you need a jump shot. Right. Because the way that the game is evolving, even if you are a Russell Westbrook, you're not, you're gonna get left behind. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to shoot the ball at some point. Right. Mainly when you get older, not for the younger (laughs) kids, but like. Right. It's, it's better to start developing that skill when you're younger because yes. then it's only going to get better. Right. Um, you need a jump shot because it creates more space and when the defense has to guard you so far away from the basket, you're allowed to get to the basket a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of their game. Right. They can shoot the ball and they can shoot it over you. Right, exactly. So now you have to guard me, like Stephen Curry, you have to guard me so close and you're mm-hmm. so far away from the basket. As long as I know how to attack your body, I can get to the basket. Right, right. So right. that's the, that's the cheat code. And Indeed. then after that, like James Harden, it's ball placement. So I know, like again, I said before, if the ball is exposed, automatically the defense is going to go Rich, after the ball because you're putting it right there in their face. This is the That's the cheat code. Coach. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. Yeah, that's a cheat code. Oh, I'm telling you, I, and I, it was it was it baffled me last year in the playoffs. Just seeing like I love how the NBA coaches just like scrapped the whole man-to-man defense on James Harden, and they were pulling out different tricks of the trade. Like some people was playing defense from behind him so we can't step back some people was just like using their chest and wrapping their hands behind their back like i saw yep. all types of uh interesting to, to, to say the least uh defensive schemes but you know that's the type of effect that a james harden would have on you so yes it is crazy but for yourself and i just i so, i for, sorry i don't want to cut you off and are you i just wanted to make i wanted to make a plug too yes, i had sir. just made a course um about the whole skill development part of that like thinking as a scorer iq how to attack the body i call it attack one attack two so you're basically just attacking the hip two times right so how and then again it's about your frame and your uh speed and how fast you can you can get out of that um defender's frame right and that's on my instagram too most definitely. In my bio. Indeed. We're going to, um, in the, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever her um, IG is going to be in the description. So, most def, go check that out. Especially to all my female ballers that are listening, as well as my male ballers. You need to check that out for sure. Because when I for sure. saw Coach Jocelyn with the handles and the shot release that was quick, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> like just like, just quick i was like oh man so as you're doing a lot of trial and error what are some of the um what players do you um learn from or are there any players that you look up to and kind of model your game after or like kind of take what they've learned and kind of teach it to some of your players yeah so i was i'm a huge stephen curry fan nice huge nice so, but when I was in college, the thing about that was um, it wasn't a good idea, but whatever. I wanted to shoot like Stephen Curry. As you so should. So I would just, I would just Blood like, fly. I would just, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I would try to shoot it. I would try to shoot it as fast as I can. Right, right. And I, I would get it. Like I started getting it and I was, um, it was getting more consistent. But the, the bad, I picked up bad habits that came along with it. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so um, either it was going to be consistent or it's going to be an air ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of I had to I had to tweak it. Okay. After of that, course. and I started I spent again. So a lot of the things that I learned just were just uh, hours and hours in the gym mm-hmm. by myself and basically teaching myself. Because even in college, I wasn't allowed. I, I was allowed to shoot the three, but I was. I better be open. Okay. <laughs> I would. Right. I would. Okay. <laughs> I would try to. I would try to chunk it. But. Um, <laughs> oh, but wow. um, yeah, it's, it was a lot of hours of just trying to learn and figure out the tweaks and things like that of how you can get a quicker release right. without being so without not having control of the ball because that's really what it was it was hard to find the control while your your arm is basically just moving that fast it's hard right 
Right, interesting. So that's where the quick release comes from. Okay, things are starting to add up now because it was funny because when, you know, Stephen Curry made that huge impact on the game, you would just see the playground and games just... I think there was one clip on Instagram I saw a couple years back where this team coach must have got like 12 offensive rebounds and not one of them looked to draw to drive to the basket roller. They literally would get the rebound, drill it to the three, jack, clank it, yeah. someone else gets the rebound, drill it to the three-point line. Like the impact of Steph Curry was absolutely insane because everyone just and was just I was one of those people. <laughs> 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 but oh I fixed it though. That's the, that's the part that I let him know. I fixed it. I right. wasn't... I didn't continue on with those bad habits. Right, right. Oh man, that is that is that is crazy. Now, in terms of your, there's one program which I absolutely love because it just really shows the consistency, but also just how versus how you are with um, some of these drills. If you could just talk about how your um, seven seven training program came about and the impact you've seen of it on some of the players that you coach Mm -hmm. so it's called seven for seven Mm -hmm. and i started it um well i started training while i was still in college but shortly after that um i basically started getting with more kids and at the time i was actually married and my husband was in the military Okay. So it's the whole only reason why I was in New Mexico in the first place. Okay. So I couldn't. The thing about that, I couldn't grow it. Right. I couldn't grow it to to a huge thing because the thing about being in the military is you're gonna get stationed somewhere else eventually. Mm-hmm. So it just wouldn't have been a smart thing. So. But the thing was, I got kids, and then I got more kids, and then I got more kids, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I uh, basically used the facilities on base, because they have um, multiple gyms on the base, on the Air okay. Force base. Okay, wow. So, um, and the thing about that is, I just, it's free to use it. Here we go. That's an important thing. So, That's an important yeah, thing. so I was. I was making money and I was helping kids get better, and that right. was a, that was the that was a dream right there. Indeed, I know the feeling. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> and sir. And still, I, and and um, that was before I started actually coaching. After that, I started coaching like a middle. I was still training, but I was coaching in the middle school out there in Albuquerque as well. Okay. Wow, I'm just I'm just kind of imagining like because they've got the courts on base I, my mind kind of mm-hmm. just went off just in terms of thinking like what must the military scrimmage look like like that must be organized as hell because they'll be like okay we're gonna run five out <laughs> sir yes sir like just oh my gosh that must be organized but oh my goodness no the military guys are just like all of us that's where i play basketball at the most and right. um they're just like regular hoopers right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is all cool cool and I mean I think the crazy thing about being a coach is you're not aware of you know sometimes the impact you might have on a player or a parent and 
you know, you just kind of realizing the full, um, what's the word? Responsibility and role that you have in a player's life. So is there any mm-hmm. surprising experiences that you've gone through that initially that you didn't think you would even experience being a coach? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty much, again, for me, being with the players, it's about my relationship with them. Right. So majority of the time, I'm kind of, I'm pretty aware of where I stand in their life mm-hmm. most of the time. Right. Because we have, I take my time to have conversations with them um, outside of basketball nice. and just like get to know them and, you know, things like that. And it's a couple of them that I'm actually really close with. Awesome. Um, some of them, you know, I've been out to dinner with, nice. I've hung out with their parents. Right. Like, <laughs> right, it's, right. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real thing. So I try to make sure that I form a relationship with majority of, the, with majority of my players. Right. Unless they just don't want one, which is fine too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, brush up on your space. You know? Right. Right. Of course. Just, you know, if you need advice or if you need anything, that I just make sure that I let it be known. Mhm. Mhm. And is like, cause you touched upon it earlier, but is there any other reasons why you would say youth basketball is? important to you as a coach in, in terms of trying getting them in as early as possible oh man so when I was coaching um, middle school those kids <laughs> are something else so uh-huh. the, I mean of course the skill level is not necessarily where you want it to be right but so I did it for two years I coached both the guys and the girls okay um, I was assistant coach for the guys, and then I was the head coach for the girls. Right. And um, the guys, you can see where they pick up in skill, even at that age. Six, six, we're sixth to eighth grade out here. Okay. Um, I don't know how it is for you guys, but even at that age, you see where the skill level differentiates between the guys and the girls, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, for the girls, you realize you have to start because our seasons are so short. It's maybe like two to three months if you go to, it's like two months if you go to uh, the championship. But um, yeah, (laughs) if you go to district championship. But, and so you have to fit and teach so much within that time frame. The first year that, yeah, the first year that I did it, you have kids that never played basketball before. So the first year I did it, I realized I had to start teaching them in tryouts. Wow, right. So right. I had to start teaching them everything in tryouts all the way leading up to district champion, uh, district championships, which we went both years, even with kids that have never played basketball before. You got to wow. learn how to make that work. So right. practices and everything like that was strictly majority, like, I would say maybe 60% was skill work and the other 40% was um, literally just teaching them how to play basketball. Right. Teaching them how to play basketball, which I don't think enough coaches do for the Mm -hmm. youth players. Like, I don't care if we win the game. You need to know how to play or we're never going to win a game. (laughs) This is it. This is it. This is it. You see, for 
two months that's that's i think that's quite well for me coaching in london that's quite long because some of the schools that um i coach at here i think even if it's the boys and girls schools it might last i think the basketball season might last maybe a month and even then to be truthful coach like the amount of teams that pull out last minute let's say we have a pool of um eight teams which means yeah. that's a lot of matches like maybe two or three will pull out like we we couldn't build a team fast enough and stuff like that so yeah over mm -hmm. here depending on where you're at it, it can be a bit of a struggle to um mm -hmm. get them prepared and stuff but it is one thing that i definitely learned is especially um over here with the level layups get you a long way and i, and I tell these Man. kids you know there's, there's there's this one school that i'm fortunate enough to be at where they've won a lot of their school games just from and i've told them that literally layups like layups on the right and the left will get you a long way because most of the kids will just get the ball jack up a shot rebound that's you driving to the basket yep. getting an open light and some in the beginning there was a bit no but coach i can't no listen i'm telling you if you want longevity not just in terms of you winning but in terms of your own personal development layups goes a long way yep and that's all majority of practices was with layup <laughs> ball right. handling and passing right right <laughs> and right. defense right and so how did you um how did the team do considering the circumstance you was put in and not having that much time to get them ready and you spending 60% on fundamentals you know how did your team shape up in the later stages of the season so um i think my first year we went we went to the district um tournament and they placed second Okay. Okay. And then the next year they placed third. But it was even worse <laughs> the next year. We didn't have as because oh, usually wow. you have like maybe one one or two players that are good. Okay, you know, right, right, right. That could that could uh help you go get most of the buckets and the other team just kinda play uh the teammates just play around them. Right, right. But if you don't even have that, then you're gonna have to figure something out. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've definitely been in those scenarios where, especially in my earlier days, where I needed at least one player that can make a left. And when you got none of that, you're just like, all right, guys, we just go, no plays, we're just gonna work on faith. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna yep. believe that you're gonna make this layup. You know, we're gonna or stick to our players. Just, yep, it has to be a defense thing because I yes. had a. Um, I had a few soccer players that were really good on defense. Wow. Shout out to the soccer players. Yes, sir. <laughs> they got the footwork and they, they like to run. Right, so I love right. the soccer players. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, in terms of you moving, wait, first, how are you? Cause I love the fact that you are like just pumping out this content during the pandemic like how have you adjusted to the current situation with like what's going on worldwide and and how are you keeping yourself busy in terms of basketball and things of that nature so 
So it's been a big adjustment, but right. I'm kind of a homebody anyway, so I don't go out too much. The right. only thing is everything's closed. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, even when they open everything back up, it's on a trial basis. So it's not like you can get in there right. like you want to. So as far as the gym and stuff like that is where I'm us- where I am usually. Right. And I'm with my I'm with my kids or my players. And um, I can't even do that. So that's kind of depressing. Right. <laughs> right. right. I feel <laughs> unless, unless we go outside and we've been doing some like Zoom workouts and things nice. like that. Nice. But it. it it's different yeah oh, so yep. that's yep. that's why i started so even like with the kind of like the workouts that i do on my yes. instagram for the ball handling and stuff that's why i started doing that because two it's exercise for me right. <laughs> and it's also and it's also i can i re i can reach more people on the internet than i right. can just you know maybe reaching out to one or two people right so right. just kind of producing content and then at the same time it, it you know keep my skills up you know, in a good place right i'm not out of shape right <laughs> so <laughs> oh now do you have that's those that's basically all i've been doing do you have those moments as a coach where um you know you'll be demonstrating a drill and it's quite um funny because there was this one group i was um with and usually if i demonstrate and let's say oh miss a layup or uh, miss a jump shot they'll be like oh, the coach missed a jump shot but obviously they're not saying it they're thinking it but there was one group i kind of was demonstrating a combo miss a jump shot they were like wait coach you missed and i was like yeah but you're a mm-hmm. coach and i'm like yeah but i'm human also like you know like i'm 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 not, I'm not gonna get yep everything right so for yourself have you had those moments and and you know how do you deal with those type of situations yeah i've I've had those moments but i don't i try not to really dwell on it too much or sometimes if i'm if it if i'm not uh showing you necessarily how to shoot the layup or shoot the shot then i'm just gonna show you the move that i want you to do okay and And that's enough you know and then maybe take a few dribbles forward and then that's (laughs) That's about it it. but (laughs) and then sometimes you know i'll i'll show them and um you know if i miss it okay oh well (laughs) but i i mean the the part of it for me is is that um I know what I'm teaching you, so right. it's not about how good I am. It's how, right. about how good you're trying to be. There we go. There we go. There we go. Though, though I must say, I think I need to um, adapt or steal what you do because I do my little three combination, two steps, and yep. okay, that's enough. There you go. Oh, because yeah, and then and then that's and all. then and that's then all. go go for your layup. Right. <laughs> you exactly. guys do the layup. I'm not right. gonna do the layup. <laughs> right. There you go. There you go. And in terms of you know what what are some of the plans that you kind of set yourself in terms of moving forward for yourself? You know some of the programs that you have and your coaching as well. Yeah. So um, as far as the coaching. I really like the player development side. That's something, that's mainly what I do um, 
over at the school I'm at now anyway, I spent hours in the gym with the girls. Right. And we just, you know, and going over film and stuff like that. But that's something that I would want to keep doing and hopefully move up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then online, I really like online too, because like I said, you can reach a lot more people. Right. And then the more that I'm on there, the more I realize how many kids don't have, you know, anybody that is showing them. Cause you would assume like in today's day and age that every kid has a trainer. Right. Right. <laughs> or, right, true. or you know, you know, because there's so many trainers out there, and, but a lot of them don't know what they're talking about. This is true, also. I mean, <laughs> this is true, also. So when I look at that, I just want to make sure that they get the right information. Mm-hmm. So I wanna, I wanna keep building up, you know, my um, following and all of that stuff, so I can provide the right information and make sure that they're they know exactly what they're doing. Right. And how to how to get better, and also like keep. I want to make more courses that yes. they can um, purchase online, so that when they go, there's still kids that go outside and right. shoot the ball, right. or go to the gym by themselves and work out. They reach right. out to me every day. Right. <laughs> so right. I'm like, I want to be able to give them something that they can focus on and get better every year awesome awesome and before we wrap up i have a segment out of all of the sports that actually uh, before i even ask this question was there any other sports that you played with growing up or, or was basketball the only one um yeah basketball was the only one Okay. I tried other stuff, but it just wasn't it it wasn't gonna work out. <laughs> okay, understood. <laughs> understood that out of all of the sports, you know, why does basketball mean so much to you? Um I think it's more so just the time that I've put into it. Right. You know, a lot of stuff again that I've learned I learned by myself. Mm-hmm. And um I spent a lot of time, even just like if I was going through something like in life, I would go to the gym. Nice. So majority of it, it comes from a, it, it comes from an emotional place. Mm-hmm. And just even with my players, that comes from an emotional place. Right. So basketball is going to be, it's, it's going to be top tier forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear that. So I hear that yeah. strong. Literally, like as you was saying it, it was almost like a poem because I can just like as you were saying what it meant to you. I can just like see yourself just like stepping on that court where it's just you and the rim, and you're just getting shots. Yeah. It's just therapeutic, man. There's exactly. No feeling better. No feeling better, man. It's just oh man awesome absolutely awesome well coach i want to thank you so much for your time guys the, the link is in the description so make sure you follow her check out all yes, of yes, her yes. programs and let her know that coach d sent you there now if they send you any voice notes the accent the accents may be a bit different but besides that you know <laughs> basketball is worldwide so oh man this was absolutely awesome this is myself and coach Jocelyn signing out.